Hey everyone, and welcome to the Yes I Can podcast, where our mission is to inspire and empower you to transform your life and transform the world by being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. I'm your host, Paul Can, and every week we are going to share amazing stories, strategies, and coaching to help you break through your limiting beliefs and supercharge your greatest superpower, the power of you. Your best life awaits. Let's go. Hi, everyone. This is Paul Cat here. Welcome to another episode of the Yes, I Can podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. I truly appreciate you and being a part of this conversation. And as you know, by now, this podcast is all about authenticity. And so I think it'd be really fitting to really start off the conversation of what authenticity truly is and to talk about why it's so important in the first place. And so Authenticity at its core really is about your inside dialogue matching your outside dialogue. It's about who you truly are on the inside matching who you are on the outside. It's that congruency between the two. And, you know, I love the quote from Brene Brown that I really wanted to share that I think really embodies authenticity so beautifully. She said, To be authentic, we must cultivate the courage to be imperfect and vulnerable. We have to believe that we are fundamentally worthy of love and acceptance, just as we are. I've learned that there is no better way to invite grace, gratitude, and joy into our lives by mindfully practicing authenticity. And I think there's so many beautiful pieces to that quote. And I think one thing that Brene shares about that I think is so important to really highlight is she talks about how it's it's this being authentic is something we have to cultivate. It's something that we have to practice. And often, you know, we wouldn't really think about authenticity as something that we have to practice. It's almost like, hey, I just roll out of bed and I'm me, right? But that's not true because to be authentic is a choice that we get to make every single day. It's a choice that you get to make when you wake up. It's a choice that you get to make whenever you come up against a conversation where someone might not agree with what you have to say. It's a choice when you come up against being uncomfortable, be around others that you think might judge you or might not like what you have to say. It's a choice when you choose to be courageous and express yourself in a way that is fully authentic to you. And the more that we flex that muscle, it's kind of like working out, the stronger our authenticity muscle becomes. And I think that is so important to really you know, highlight and note because authenticity is something that we got to work at just like everything else, although it may not be the first thing that's top of mind for us every single morning when we wake up. And I love how Brene talks about how it's also about the courage to be imperfect and to be vulnerable. Often we place ourselves in this expectation of needing to be perfect, needing things to you know, all be the way that we want it to be in order for us to be worthy of love. We got to meet all the criteria. But yeah, I love what she says here where it's about the courage to be imperfect, the courage to not put ourselves on that pedestal and to give ourselves grace and know that we are worthy of it anyways. And so I think one really important question around authenticity is who are you? Who are you? And I think whenever we ask that question out, who are you? And I think it's really great to really notice what comes up for you when you ask yourself that question, who are you? What do you define yourself as? 
often we define ourselves by our work. When you meet someone, who are you or what do you do? People talk or tell me more about yourself. They talk about their work, their career, maybe some of their accolades. Or, you know, maybe notice if you describe yourself from, um, you know, your physical attributes, like you're a muscular guy, you're tall, you're short. Maybe you define yourself as your personality. I'm a funny guy. I'm very intuitive. I'm a deep thinker. Maybe it's a way of being. I'm confident. I'm joyful. I'm connected. I'm loving. And so all of that is really important to really just notice how you view yourself, how you define yourself. And there's a difference between who you think you are or who you see yourselves as and who you truly are as well. And the distinction between the two is that sometimes we can be very disconnected between who we think we are and what other people see us as, like how we show up in the world, and also who we think we are but actually, we're just looking at the tip of the iceberg that maybe there's some parts of us we're afraid to see. Maybe there's some parts of us that we haven't gotten quiet enough to really take a look at. Maybe there are some parts of us that we've buried for a really long time and we haven't taken the time or found the courage and the strength to dig him or her back up. I'd love for you to really reflect on also who you want to be and what comes up for you around that, around who you want to be. And notice, is it things that are title related? Like I want to be a millionaire. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a lawyer, a doctor. I want to be a business owner. Or is it things where I want to be more loving? I want to be more confident. I want to be an incredible father. What are those things that come up for you around who you want to be? And noticing the two, is there some parts of you where who you want to be, you're afraid to share because of a fear maybe of what others might think of you. Maybe they might think it's too much, you think. Maybe you're hiding it because others might judge you if they really knew who you truly wanted to be. And maybe who you truly want to be is who you authentically are deep inside of you. And what I find is that a big part of authenticity is around expression, expressing who we truly are. And often we can be scared and terrified to really express who we are because of this fear of what people might think, fear of being rejected, fear of being uncomfortable. The reason why we're afraid to share parts of ourselves and that sometimes we end up selling out on ourselves is because we're afraid of the prices that we might have to pay. See, authenticity is just kind of like going to a state fair. It's like going to the, the summer festival where there is a price, there is a ticket to pay. Just like when you're going to a festival, you're going to the state fair. What's on the other side of the entrance is fun, is joy, is a great time. And yet there is a ticket to pay. There's a price to pay and a mission to get inside the park in order to have fun. It's the same thing with authenticity. There is a price to pay. And often we're not really in relationship with these prices. And when we end up paying it, it brings up all these fears of resentment, of bitterness, or maybe disappointment, of sadness. And it's because we are not in relationship with the price that we get to pay at the very beginning. Because in order for us to be fully authentic, there is a price to pay. The price to pay might be to be uncomfortable, to be rejected, to not be liked. 
to be hurt, might to be ostracized. We get to look at also when you are not fully authentically yourself, when we are not authentically expressing ourselves and we sell out on ourselves, if we didn't take a stand for what's true for us, how do we end up feeling? Often it's disappointment, resentment, bitterness, powerlessness. You know, there was a time when I remember I was just first starting off in my career and I was with um, a manager of mine and, you know, a trainer and some coworkers and, you know, we were going and, and hanging out after work at happy hour. You know, we had an employee and she was a transgender woman. It's not like she was particularly the best employee per se, but it wasn't really that much worse or anything like that than some of the other employees. And often she would become the butt of jokes. Often she would get made fun of and would come up in conversations in a very degrading, disempowering way. And I remember sitting there and wanting to stand up for her, wanting to defend her. And I didn't say anything because I was terrified that if I stood up, that I said something that they might turn it against me. They might turn the spotlight to me and say, well, Paul, why are you so defensive? Why do you care so much about this? And they might find out that I was also transgender. And then I would be the one that become the butt of jokes and be treated in the same way. And so I didn't say anything. And I sold out on her. I sold out on myself. I couldn't even stand up for myself, really, in that moment. She was a representation of me. And what I felt in that moment was like I was betraying myself. I felt so disappointed. I felt powerless. I felt resentful that I couldn't say anything. I felt suffocated. And so, you know, whenever we don't speak up, whenever we don't say anything, we think that we are actually protecting ourselves, but really we're just hurting ourselves. The person that we end up enclosing in this invisible prison is ourselves. And when we think that we're free by not being in the spotlight, we really aren't because we are imprisoning our voice. We're imprisoning our power. We're imprisoning our authenticity. And so why is authenticity so important in the first place? Authenticity is the foundation for human connection. I want you to think about a time, maybe that you can relate to this, where you've met someone, where maybe you met them for the first time, or maybe you've known them for a while, and it just felt like there was a wall between you and this person. Like it didn't matter whatever they were sharing. There was just something off. Like you couldn't quite put a pin on it. You couldn't quite put your finger on it, but it just kind of felt a little bit off. Like there was something that they were hiding. And that's because there was a part of them that they were not showing you. There was inauthenticity there. And when there is inauthenticity, it breeds mistrust. And when you have mistrust or distrust in a relationship, it is a very way of building connection because you cannot connect deeply with someone that you do not trust. When we are fully unapologetically ourselves, we create this space for others to see us, which creates trust. Like think about someone that you saw that maybe you don't necessarily agree with them. Maybe you don't necessarily like them, but they were a hella authentic and they said what was on their mind and it almost made you trust them more and like even maybe like them more just because they were so open. They were so real and raw and authentic. That is the power of authenticity because we're truly only able to see others when we fully see ourselves. The last thing that I really wanted to talk about today is really around the difference between knowing who you are 
at being who you are. And there is a really distinct difference in that. And the difference is that, you know, often we can think that we're courageous. We can think that we're loving. We can think that we're confident. We can think that we are relentless and passionate and fun. And yet there's a difference between thinking that and knowing that cognitively in your head and actually being that in the world. Because guess what? This is the very thing that makes us humans different from all other animals on earth. Because a dog, when you think about a dog that wakes up, when a dog wakes up and thinks that he's, feels like he's happy, he does not have the thought of, well, you know, I think I'm happy, but you know what? I'm just going to actually go into a corner and crawl into fetal position and be sad the whole day because I'm not a very good dog because yesterday I got yelled at. A dog, if they're happy when they wake up, they're going to wag their tail. They're going to run up to you. They want to throw the ball at you. They want to go outside. They want to run. They want to have fun. They are not judging themselves on how they're feeling and who they are. They are perfectly happy being a dog. They are great. Us as humans place a judgment on ourselves. We wake up and we feel excited. We feel happy. And then all of a sudden, those thoughts come creeping in of, hmm, Paul, who are you to feel so excited and happy? Think about those bills that you're on pay right now. Yeah, you remember that time last week when you screwed up and you made a complete fool of yourself? Oh, or how about yesterday where you did this wrong, you did that wrong, or all those different things that they, your mind keeps telling you inside of you that you are not and why you're so undeserving of being happy, so undeserving of whatever it is that you're feeling. That is also the really powerful thing about humans, how whatever we think in our minds, whatever is coming up for us, we can literally disconnect and choose something different. That's the power of humans, that we have choice. It is a choice to be authentic. It is a choice to be in alignment with who we truly are. And it is also a choice to be completely inauthentic and to be somebody else. You know, the real key to really having what we want is to balance the seesaw of be, do, and have. You know, I want you to think about the people that you've seen before, maybe you've met before, maybe you personally know that are constantly in their being. Like they're like, I want to say affirmations all day long about who I am. And I am just going to sit here and be and all the things that I want are just going to fall on my lap. So there's those people, but don't end up having the things that they want in life. And then on the opposite side, there's all the people that are all into the doing. Their life is a to-do list. It's constantly do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. I am a doing machine. I am doing these things. And when I do all that, I'm going to end up having the life. Like I'm going to work, 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 work. I'm going to you know, do all these things, run around, be busy. And then I want to have the life that I want, but then they don't end up having it. Cause guess what? There's always an element that is missing when you do not balance the being and the doing. You cannot have one without the other. You cannot be, 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 and not do anything about it, you know, not express yourself out loud and have your actions be in congruence with who you know you are and what's on the inside and have and have the life that you want. And you also can't be doing all the things all the time and not be what you want, which is joyful, which is playful, which is fun, which is authentic, courageous, confident. And expect to have the life that you want. When you be and when you do, when you balance both of them, you can have everything that you've ever wanted in your life.
And so thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And every single week, we're going to be releasing episodes where I'm going to share more coaching. I want to share more strategies about how you can live your best, most authentic life. And I'm going to be interviewing incredibly awesome, interesting people that are also living their life to the fullest as their full authentic selves. So until next time, thank you so much for joining me again. Keep being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. We'll see you next time. The Yes I Can podcast is directed by Paul Can. Executive producers of the podcast are Paul Can, Chelsea Lynn, and Joyce Oss.